Hello lovelies, this is Pavin and I'll be your host. This is the Interior Love Affair podcast. Grab a cup of coffee, have a seat, or maybe you're multitasking and or going for a walk like I do when I listen to a podcast. <laughs> Either way, uh, get ready. This one's going to be a good one. Hello, my loves. Um, Today's episode is all about boundaries and how they relate to self-care and your self-care time and your self-care routine. Um, I have done a previous episode on boundaries in general, and um, that episode was more about relational boundaries and how it feels inside when you are putting yourself first and protecting your peace uh, versus letting other people kind of bulldoze you um, or push you in a direction you don't want to go. Um, as I said in that episode, I have tons and tons to say about boundaries because they apply to so many different areas of our lives. Um, so I'm sure I'll do more episodes on those in the future. But for today's episode, this sort of is a follow up uh, to my self care routine series. Uh, because as I was working on my book, um, I was just about to start writing the boundaries section um, and I realized I want to include a podcast episode on this as well. So when it comes to uh, setting aside time for yourself, you need to protect that time. Um, That's what I mean by boundaries. Boundaries are uh, a line that you set or a wall that you build around um, the time that you have for yourself. Um, I've said before that the time that you spend with yourself, it's sacred. And when you start seeing it that way, when you start feeling the benefits of your self-care time and what it does for you, uh, you will see how it's sacred, how it's beneficial, how it lifts you up, how it benefits you. And you'll see why you want to protect it and why it's okay to protect it. And so uh, today I'm going to explain more about that. So the first part uh, to setting boundaries that I want to mention and get further into here is recognizing that the self-care that you've tried and that is working for you, um, how it makes you feel. Um, For example, for me, my most um, sacred self-care that I do for myself is every morning I wake up to journal and meditate and I protect that with um, my most fierce boundaries and it's not because I don't care about other people it's not because I don't want to be there for anyone else or that other things don't matter to me it's because I know to be my best self I need that time and that as I've mentioned and if you're following my blog or my Instagram or even any of my previous episodes here on the podcast, um, I mentioned how um, in the morning when I journal and meditate, um, how it makes or breaks my day. Um, I've been doing it consistently for over a year, and and I know that the days that I don't meditate or journal in the morning, um, I start off the day different. My energy is different. I'm not my best. I react to people differently um, from a lower state. I am more reactive in general versus more uh, 
pouring out the energy that I want and then I get positive energy in return. So once you start noticing how good it feels to do your favorite self-care activity, you will notice that when you don't do it, you are doing a disservice to the people in your life and to yourself. Um, The reason I mention other people is because that is such a big factor as to why we don't care for ourselves as much as we would like. So it's not that I'm saying you should only do self-care so you can help the people in your life. No, you should do self-care because it's it's good for you and you matter too. But I know that the biggest um, block or the biggest thing that slows you down or uh, in in caring for yourself is how much you care about the other people in your life. And so that's why I go to that a lot. And I mention that a lot that well, when when you do care for yourself, you are going to care for those people even more and even better and as your best self, as your highest form. And, and that is so beneficial to everyone that you love and everything that you love. So as I was saying, um, I want you to start noticing that whatever, first of all, I want you to notice what is your preferred self-care activity? What is essential to you in order to for you to feel good inside without you know a a physical or material object so i'm talking about things that you do that are just within you by yourself for example um like you don't need other people or other things they're they're essentially free (laughs) free of other people's influence um and money and free of just free altogether that you have access to all the time uh for example um It might be you reading a book, it might be you taking a hot shower, it might be you uh, journaling, it might be you praying, it might be you going for a walk, it might be you uh, cleaning your kitchen at night, it might be you setting aside your clothes for the next day, like things that help you feel centered um, and that you have control over um, and they don't require other people having you know, approving of them or having, giving you access to them. For me, it's my journaling and meditating in the morning. And um, once you have a chance to try out your own self-care and you see what works, um, I want you to like write it down or identify it mentally, like a mental note. And I want you to come back to this episode when you know what that is. Um, Or if you already know what that is, then, um, this will definitely help you right now. All right, so once you know what your preferred and most crucial self-care is, I want you to guard that with your life. <laughs> and the reason is, is because it's so uh, impactful for you. It's so significant into how you're feeling and how you're doing that it deserves your highest priority. It deserves your highest care. It's it's very delicate and you should handle it with like as if it's a fragile thing and you don't want it to break and the reason is because the things that we care about most and if we're not used to prioritizing ourselves we neglect um, these things and we think that oh it's okay yeah it feels good but okay it's okay if I fall off track and it's okay if I put other people ahead of myself because you know I'll get back to it Um, and you always will get back to it but sometimes you know you go through so much in the meanwhile unnecessarily whereas if you just learn to prioritize that you matter too and your schedule matters and where you put your time 
time matters, then you know you're gonna save yourself unnecessary grief, and you will feel better more of the time. So,、um, and it's okay if you know. Again, I don't want you to be rigid, but、uh, I'm just kind of giving you unsolicited advice here.、Uh, so take it as it as it feels、uh, to you. But if you prioritize this time and and hold it as delicate and important to you,、um, you will reap the benefits from that. So. Now that you know what your preferred self-care activity is, the one that's most crucial to you,、um, I also want you to notice the time of day that you、um, can easily do it. Like if you look back at your last week or two, or since you've been doing this activity,、um, when has it been easy and direct for you to get to it?、Um, for me, like I mentioned, my journaling and my meditation—I do it. An hour or two hours before the rest of my family wakes up, because I know I'm not interrupted, I I'm not distracted. It's just me,、um, so that's why I really feel like my morning routine is very crucial to how the rest of my day goes, and I guard that with my life.、Um, I will make sure, even if I had like a crazy busy week, and like let's say I went to bed the night before. I might not get up as early as I would on a regular day, but I will still give myself a minimum of half an hour, forty-five minutes before I need to start the rest of my prep for the day, like making lunches or getting ready for work, kind of thing.、Um, because again, I know what kind of day I'll have if I do my morning routine, and I know what kind of day I have when I don't. So part of this is you learning to recognize the time of day that. You have available that you made available, okay. So no one's gonna carve out this time for you. You have to do it. So、um, I'm not suggesting you do it in the morning like me because I know that might put you off.、Um, but just find the time of day where it's easy for you to get to this activity. So look at the time you've already given to it, and、um, if you're not sure yet, you know, for the next week. Track on a piece of paper or, or or on your phone calendar, or if you have a paper planner,、uh, when you do this time,、uh, sorry, this activity, and what time, and 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 then notice how easy it was for you to get to that. Did you have a lot of、um, interruptions? Were people other people needing you at that time? Did it feel frustrating, and then you just want to give up,、um, or was it like you know I got to it, I did it, and it was done. Um, that's what we're looking for. So once you look at your track record of how it went, what time you did it,、um, I want you to pinpoint the time that was the easiest for you to get to this activity. So, as another example, you know I've tried journaling and meditating after my kids get up, and、um, it's not as easy. You know they knock on the door, they want me, they they need me to do this, this, and that. My phone's ringing or text messages are going off, so、um, I had to train myself for even on those days if I wake up late and my kids are up, that you know I, I've learned how to get them busy with something else, and I give myself half an hour. It's not as much time as I'd like, but I still get the core of what I need, and I will do more later. So you're basically wanting to set yourself up for success. So when you know what's the easiest. Most direct time that you can carry out this activity is, then I want you to plan for that. 
Okay, so I want you to write down that my time is blank and then write it down. Um, and then I want you to schedule it. And again, not being rigid, you can start with one day. I want you to schedule that time in for yourself. Let's say it's tomorrow. I want you to schedule in that time. And then in the next section, I'm going to discuss with you how to deal with um, other people wanting you at that time and uh, maintaining your boundary. But for now, I want you to write down that time and make an appointment with yourself that you are going to show up and you are going to do this activity and then I want you to feel how it will feel when you've done it. So it's important that you've already tried this activity in your free time and that you remember how it felt. I'm assuming it felt good and that's why you this is your preferred activity. And so when you plan this appointment with yourself, um, you know, tap into that feeling of how it will feel when you do it and how it will be worth it and how you'll be glad that you did it. Um, it shouldn't feel like a burden. It shouldn't feel like um, an obligation that you're owing someone else. It's for you. So it should feel like a sense of relief that you get to do it, a sense of anticipation, knowing that you're looking forward to it and it's going to feel good and how you're going to feel great afterwards. All right, now that you know your time and you've set up an appointment with yourself and you also know the activity, um, I want to discuss now if, you know, other people um, need you at that time and how to deal with that. So part of this is knowing that if this is happening a lot, if you're being interrupted a lot, then maybe this isn't the best time um, or, you know, you're how do I say this? Um, as you get better at your self-care, your boundaries are naturally going to grow and they'll be easier for you to set. But in the beginning stages, um, because you're so new at prioritizing yourself or setting aside time for yourself, it is very likely and common for people to be swayed and talk themselves out of that time, that appointment time, and feel guilty for setting it, for gu feel guilty for saying no to who else wants them at that time. So that's why I say, um, instead of going fiercer on your boundaries, change the time. Okay, this is all going to be like a dance of two steps forward, one back, um, that is expected. So I'm going to tell you that right from the get-go, this is not going to be a uh, once it's done, set it and forget it. Um, that's not how it works. This is life and things are going to come up unexpectedly. You're going to change as this process grow, uh, goes and so are the people around you. The people who, are, have, who have been used to you not having boundaries, uh, not protecting your time with yourself, not caring about yourself, uh, they're going to uh, show you <laughs> that they're reacting to this. So um, I'm going to bring that up in a different segment. Um, but it's, it's expected that it's not going to always be a smooth ride. And hopefully with the tips and tricks that I'm going to tell you here, they will help you um, smooth it out as much as possible. But there's always going to be some bumps along the way because this is a new um, 
way of being for you and you were the way you were before for so long and the people around you are used to that and you are used to that. So there's things in place that are still in your mindset, still in your beliefs that have caused that old way of being to be your way of being. And, and you know, I'm proud of you for wanting to make a change. And even though you're making that change, that old part of you still exists. And until the new part of you becomes stronger, that part's still going to show its face to you. And so that's okay, though. I want you to know that that's expected and that's okay. And uh, your self-talk is going to be very important here that you encourage yourself and that you, um, you know, tell yourself good things and, and encourage yourself to keep going. Okay. And be proud of yourself for the good time and love you are giving yourself. All right, so just to recap that, if you're finding you're being interrupted and you're being pulled in different directions at this appointment time that you set too often, then I do suggest that you think of an alternative time and it's okay to figure it out with trial and error because that's life and and sometimes we don't know until we try something. So don't be hard on yourself for not knowing the first time or the second time or even the third time. It might take you quite a few tries before you get it exactly what works for you. And you might even find that, you know, on certain days of the week, um, this certain time slot works for you. And on other days of the week, because of your schedule or the people in your life, their schedule, a different time works. So that's totally fine. And whatever it is for you and your unique lifestyle and your situation, please carry that forward for you. All right. So now let's say you have an appointment time with yourself And you know it's a good time because, you know, you've tried this time before and it's worked well. Um, But let's say, you know, okay, tomorrow you're going to do this time, uh, this activity at this time. And somebody that you care about needs you at that time all of a sudden. Let's say it's not your children, uh, but, you know, a friend or a sibling or a family member, um, So let's say, you know, out of the blue, they require your presence with their problem or they need help with something or they just want to talk or whatever it could be for you. So what's commonly occurring, if this is something you're still learning to do, is, um, you know, you're going to feel pulled in two different directions. You're going to feel the pull of wanting to go and be there for them. And then you're going to feel the pull of wanting to carry through what's what's planned for you. And so I want you to pay attention to how this feels within your body. So as you slow down and pay attention to how it feels, um, I want you to label that feeling. What is it? What is the emotion that you're feeling? Is it uh, nervousness, anxiety? Is it uh, resentment? Is it fear, anger, sadness, happiness. What is it? Once you know what it is, it's important for you to know what it is because that's part of setting the boundary. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it's a negative emotional state and you don't want to feel that way. Um, and I want you to identify why do I feel this way? Is it because I want to do what I want to do, but this person wants me to be there for them? And how do I feel about being there for them 
when I need to be there for myself. So what often happens is we self-abandon, we abandon ourselves to be there for someone else. But what I want you to start doing is to not abandon yourself to be there for someone else. I want you to show up for yourself and be okay with disappointing the other person because you need to show up for yourself this time. Now, if this is something that this person is in dire need of and you know that if you don't help them, that you know it will be catastrophic for them and you can't live with that, then definitely um, either, you know, reschedule with them, let them know that I do want to be there for you, um, but it can be at this time. And that would mean that you still carry out your appointment with yourself and you can be there for them. Now, during this process, it can get very sticky and you can you might feel angry or resentful that this person put you in this situation. You might feel disappointed with yourself. There's definitely going to be a lot of emotions that come up. And so um, you're going to have to be okay with being a little bit uncomfortable because this discomfort is part of your growth. Um, it's the old you and the new you kind of butting heads. And what we want is that you don't um, give up on yourself and your self-care whenever you're uncomfortable. Um, that will pass, okay? It's not going to always be like that. And that's what I mean by the two steps forward and one back. There's going to be times where you do give up on yourself and you're going to say, you know what, what, the guilt is too much. I feel selfish. I feel... Like, I can't say no to this person, so I'm just going to say yes, and I'm going to say no to myself. So whenever you're saying no to, um, sorry, whenever you're saying yes to someone else and you had plans with yourself, you are saying no to yourself. I want you to be aware of that. And that's okay. I'm not judging you. Um, I'm just letting you know. Okay. And what we want to work on uh, and work towards is saying yes to ourselves, even if that means saying no to someone else. And as you carry this forward, you're going to start to notice that it gets easier and that um, you'll find that you feel good about the time you give to yourself and you don't feel guilty and you don't feel selfish and you don't feel like you're letting someone else down because the people around you, like I said, they were used to you being a certain way. They were used to you not saying no to them. So as they get used to you saying um, oh, actually, I'm busy at that time, or I've already have plans, or I already am doing this, this, and that um, with myself, um, and I'll, I can help you at you know this other time. As they get used to that, um, it's going to get easier for you as well. So it is a transition for everyone involved, and that's okay. All right. So the self talk here is going to have to be that you know I matter. Um, the time with myself matters. It's okay for me to give myself time. I matter too. Um, saying that to yourself will help you ease the discomfort that you do feel when that comes up. And I just want to take this moment to remind you that you are not a bad person. You are not selfish. There's nothing wrong with you. You deserve to feel good. You deserve to see yourself and care about yourself and understand yourself and uplift yourself. 
okay? It's no one else's job to do that for you and it's not your job to do that for someone else. Um, And the caveat to this is that the more you care for yourself, the more you can give to the people that you love. So I went through many stages of this and that's why I can help you with this now. Um, And I recognize that there's going to be stages where you're very rigid with your boundaries and you're very defensive about them. Um, I went through that too. I would just kind of be very black and white and and just, you know, even avoid people when I didn't want to communicate my boundary. And it's okay if you go through that, all right? It's not going to last forever, but that's just your self-protective mode coming out and to ensure that, you know, this new part of you gets to see the light of day. And, uh, or maybe you won't have that, that experience and you, and you don't feel defensive about your time for yourself. So whatever your experience is, is, is valid and it's yours. So own it. All right. And then another stage of this is, um, not feeling defensive or rigid and, and being able to communicate with others, uh, lovingly and not feeling guilty about it. Um, and after that, where I am right now is, um, not even, it doesn't even cross my mind that there's anything to feel bad about. Um, it's just the way my life is and the people in my life already are so used to that now that they, they know that if I don't reply or if I don't, um, you know, make plans or whatnot, that, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't care about them. So as I got better at caring for myself and inserting those boundaries and protecting that time, I became even more expressive about my love and care for the people in my life. So they know that I'm still there, even though they can't see me sometimes, even though, you know, I'm not physically available sometimes. um, They have come to understand that when I, when they need me, I will show up. I will make the time. Okay. Just like I make time for myself. So it's kind of like a, a full circle into now I've become someone that has such good uh, boundaries with my own time and my own relationship with myself um, that I am protective about my relationships with the other people too and they feel loved and cared for by me as well uh, probably more than they did even before so it's definitely a journey, but it's well worth it, okay? And so wherever you are on this journey, um, it's great. It's, it's where you are, it's where you're meant to be, and you're going to keep going, and you're going to keep growing, and you're going to love yourself even more, and you're going to enjoy your life even more. And that's what this is all for. And listening back to this segment, um, I just wanted to add something so that Um, you're clear on my advice that I'm giving you. If somebody uh, that you care about is in a crisis or an emergency, um, you know, your boundaries and all that, it it can wait. If, If somebody you know is in a dire state, then of course, please go be there for that person. Um, if, you know, if it's something that's not time sensitive, um, and it's just, you know, they're very upset, um, and they can manage for a little while, then it's okay for you to keep your appointment with yourself. It's not selfish and that will take some getting used to, but you'll find your way and you'll find what you're comfortable with, what you can live with and what you can't. What you might find is that in the beginning, you, you can't, uh, keep your appointment with yourself as much because the guilt is too high. Um, and that's okay with time. 
it's gonna get easier and so just be happy with the progress you're making and don't be so hard on yourself um it's okay if you don't set your boundaries from the beginning and then never have to readjust um it's most likely going to be two steps forward and one back and you need to be happy with the progress you are making Uh, another thing i wanted to add is if somebody who needs you and they're in crisis but it's not it's not like a life or death thing it's just everything to them is life and death all the time uh you'll know who i'm talking about if there's somebody like this in your life like they just can't self-soothe um they don't know how to calm themselves down and so in a way you've become a crutch for them and that anytime something happens you have to go running because they can't handle their life and so I'm not talking about when somebody has something difficult happen in their life and you know they need a bit of time and support for a little while. I'm talking about 24-7 this person's life is, you know, they can't handle their life any day of the week, any time of the year and and the only way they get through it is by relying on other people. Um, I might be rubbing feathers or sorry, ruffling feathers or rubbing you the wrong way by saying this but I'm just speaking the truth as I see it which is it's not your job to support somebody every second of the day Um, and that is quite a dysfunctional friendship or relationship because what about you I'm sure if you're doing that for somebody else they're not able to do that for you and not in the ways that you do for them and um, it's not about being spiteful or holding back it's just about you know realizing that every person is responsible for themselves and this person needs to take ownership of their own self-soothing and their own healing and happiness and yes you can be there for them but you're not responsible for their every mood and every crisis because for some people everything is a crisis and um you know, this can get very taxing on the people in their lives. And at some point, these people need to learn how to soothe themselves and then as well as get support from you. And so you might find that, you know, you have an appointment with yourself and then this person contacts you and they want you to drop everything because you always do. And to them, this is a catastrophe. But to you, you can see that, okay, this is actually not that bad. This person will be okay once they calm down. Um, it's okay for you to keep your appointment with yourself. You know, it's okay for you to not reply back right away. It's okay. Sometimes that's setting the boundary. It's not replying, not answering your phone um, because the person won't understand if you say it how you want to say it. And that's part of setting your boundaries and that's one stage of it. And wherever you are with that is okay. You don't have to explain yourself to somebody. Sometimes it's easier to just not explain yourself and just get back to them when you're done what you're doing. And that's totally okay. I know you're going to want specific things to say or do when somebody asks you for your time or expects your time and you have a set appointment with yourself. And I've already mentioned that if that's happening too often, then that means maybe you want to rethink the time. But uh, what I also want to mention is you shouldn't have to rethink the time just because somebody asks you once, okay? We want to have that boundary where we protect this time. This time is sacred because it lifts us up. It helps us with our own healing and our happiness. And that matters. That is important. That is not selfish. It's necessary, okay? Now, some uh, specific things that you can use as a takeaway. Okay, let's say, you know, you've set your time 
and you're gonna show up for yourself to do your preferred self-care activity and you know your friend uh expects you to come over and uh come have coffee with them just out of the blue last minute um and you know you a likely thing that might happen is you might be afraid that they're going to take it personally if you say no because that's the dynamic that's always been there so which is okay we can we can work on that um so something you can say is I'd love to have coffee with you um, so we can catch up. However, I've already planned to do X, Y, Z. And so can we set up another time that works for the both of us? All right. So you could use that for any um, thing that they want you to do. It doesn't have to be coffee. Um, um, Whatever the situation is, that can be used. Um, Another way, some people prefer to not explain themselves at all. And you might evolve into that or you might go straight into that. You might just say, let's say as a response to the same question for the friend who wants coffee um, and and you know that, you know, they might take it personally. Uh, You could say, oh, I'd love to hang out soon, uh, but this time doesn't work for me. And you could just leave it at that. Um, Another thing you could do is say, sure, but not today. How about and you give the time. All right. So it doesn't always have to be a huge explanation Um, as you get more comfortable with yourself and and allowing that time for yourself and feeling good about it. You will feel uh, different levels of comfort with what to say and how to explain yourself or not explain yourself. But the key point here is that you're still connecting with this person that you care about and you're still letting them feel that they matter to you. All right. And that you do want to see them. Um, And then another example is, let's say, you know, you're not feeling good and you're feeling upset. And so the self-care that you're going to do, it's not just to uplift yourself. It's to heal yourself. Okay, so let's say you've planned to take yourself out for a walk because that helps you clear your head. And now all of a sudden, um, somebody close to you, let's say, a family member says, um, oh, this happened to me and I'm really upset and I need to talk. And, um, you know, if you were feeling good and you just were going to do a self-care time that would lift you even higher, you know, I don't think it's um, a self-abandonment to put your self-care appointment um, into a different time block that day. For example, if you were going to do your self-care walk at 12 o'clock, um, but you were feeling good, let's say, and um, your friend or your sibling, family member, whoever it was needed you at one o'clock, you could, you know, you could plan to do your walk after if you're feeling okay. I think being flexible um, is good, but only when you're comfortable with your self-care. All right. Um, But the other key to this is other, sorry, the other part of this is um, you were, if you're upset and this happens, it's totally different. Okay. If you're upset and you plan on going for this walk so you can be not upset. um, And then this person you care about is also upset in their life and they need you. um, This is where you may feel a big uh, tug of war within yourself. And what I'm, the tool I'm giving you here is the words you can say. All right, you can say, I'm so sorry you're upset. Um, I definitely want to come and talk to you and be there for you. 
I'm just feeling upset myself right now. And in order for me to be there for you, I just need to get myself to my normal state and then I will come and show up. And you could even set a time if you know, oh, after your walk, you're going to be good. Or you can say, you know, I'll message you when I feel better, um, but I'm sending you my love, right? And I will, I will come and meet with you as soon as I feel better. You may feel guilty about this, even though you said the words and set the boundary, and that's okay. Like I said, it's going to take getting used to. It's going to be two steps forward, one back. You might feel some repercussions from people because they're not used to this, but uh, you're going to learn over time how to set your boundaries and be okay with it. And again, you're not a bad person for caring for yourself, okay? Um, You can only give to others properly when you're okay as well. Um, and it's not selfish, okay? And and like I'll mention later in this episode, um, it's okay for you to expect people to support your wellness, all right? Um, and that's something that will come with time as well. Another thing you can say when somebody wants your time, um, but you just don't want to give it to them for whatever reason um you know you can just say oh hey sorry i'm not available at that time but let's plan for another time you don't have to give any reason you don't have to go deep um and that's okay and pretty soon people will start to notice and and uh treat you with that respect as well Um, I do want to mention that once you get better at loving yourself and caring for yourself in this way and the guilt subsides and you start understanding and seeing that it's not just um, okay for you to spend time for yourself on yourself, but it's necessary and you, and you feel proud of it. And um, what happened for me is I started to question the people in my life and the relationships in my life that did not support me in that way. Uh, because there's certain people that are in your life only because of your lack of boundaries. And the only reason that the what I call disproportionate power dynamic has continued this far is because you've allowed it. And I allowed many people in my life to kind of have this uh, dynamic with me where they you know, they needed me and I had to put myself aside in order to prove that I was there for them because that was just the unspoken criteria of our relation. And so um, those relationships, uh, which I would dub as toxic relationships, have, have been removed from my life because once your boundaries go up, those relationships cannot exist anymore. And so sometimes what'll happen is there'll be big explosions by these people and they'll criticize you and attack you and blame you. Um, and, and in other ways, some people will just quietly disappear because they'll, they already knew that they were um, taking you for granted and taking it, sorry, not taking you for granted, but taking advantage of your niceness, of your um, lack of self importance and self-respect and your inability to say no if they sweet talked you and so um, there's different kinds of toxic relationships there's different kinds of people who will take advantage of your lack of boundaries and your situation will likely be different than mine or maybe there'll be some similarities but the common thing here is that that I want to mention is that I started questioning how come you're okay with me not being okay 
You know, how come you're okay with me neglecting myself? How come you're okay with me um, not feeling good because I had to be there for you? And what's evolved from that is that the people that are in my life, like I mentioned in the previous segment, um, they're not just used to me putting myself first. They support it. They want me to be okay. And they know that when I'm not available, it means I'm not okay. So when I'm okay, I will show up for the people I love 200%. I will pour out my love to them. I will see how they're doing. I will check in on them. I will be there for them. If they're going through a hard time, I will make sure that they feel cared for and I've done everything I can. But if you know someone else is going through a hard time at the same time I'm going through a hard time, I will no longer put my hardship aside to be there for someone else. But this has not damaged my relationships because the people that are in my life are of the same caliber and they they know that I love them and they know that I need to love myself too. And they love themselves in the same way. All right. So it's definitely a journey into getting relationships to this point. But with good communication, with expressing your love, with expressing that you need what you need it can get there. So when you use good communication um, and you don't attack the other person for needing you when you need you, then you know you can make improvements in your relationships. Not all relationships without boundaries are toxic. Sometimes it's just our own lack of self-worth that allows that dynamic to happen, but the other person is okay with you improving your self-worth and your boundaries. So that will be up to you to, to decipher and to see. But what, one thing I noticed is when you're not defensive and we, when you don't attack someone, uh, when you're communicating, then you're more likely to come up with a solution where both people are happy. Okay, It's not supposed to be just one person's happy and one person's right and one person's wrong. In a healthy relationship, any kind of relationship, um, both people should feel cared for and, they're, and seen and their, their needs are met. And again, it's not your job to heal someone else, to make them happy and to make sure they're okay. All of us have our own inner journey in life and all of us are supported by something greater than ourselves. I'm not going to go too spiritual here, but I am going to say that one of the things that changed for me in not feeling guilt when I can't be there for someone because I need to be there for myself because I'm suffering or struggling at the same time is knowing that, well, this is my journey and only I can carry myself through fully as much as I'm so supported by the people that I love. uh, At the end of the day, the only person who's with me every second of the day is myself and um, a higher force that's there with me. And so I know we all have that support. We all have something greater than ourselves supporting us. And so I found my way into that support. And if somebody else is struggling, then, um, you know, maybe it's, it's their time to find that too. And, um, I didn't mean to go into a spiritual rant or anything like that, um, because that's not spirituality is, but I do believe that whether you remove that part of it or not, that, you know, if I'm struggling and I'm going through something, then it's my job to get through that and to heal and to rest and to communicate and to express what I need and to be there for myself, right? And it's also the other person's job to do that for themselves. And as soon as I feel like my head is above water and I feel 
um, full of love inside, then I do reach out to that person and I do see if they're okay and I do see how I can help. And I expect that the people in my life understand that if I'm not available, it's because I need me. And I expect that they support that. And this is coming a long way from where I used to be years ago where I didn't um, give myself the time of day. If I was upset, I just ignored it. I shoved it down and I made sure everybody around me was happy and that they didn't think I was a bad person. Okay, so part of what got me from there to where I am now is knowing myself, giving myself time, knowing I'm a good person and that I have a good heart and that I love and I mean well. And once I started understanding that I love and mean well and my heart is pure, then I started expecting other people to see that too. Okay, so part of setting boundaries is knowing yourself and expecting other people to see that part of you as well. All right, so you have to show up as that person when you do show up for them. All right, you don't want to show up for people in your negative state and then expect them to understand you. All right, you need to understand yourself first and then share that part of you with other people in a positive way. And as you give yourself time and you hold it as sacred, as you prioritize your self-care, you will become a new version of yourself where you understand other people taking time for themselves and not taking it personally too. So that is another way your relationships with people will evolve because you were likely with um, part of that dynamic before as well. Uh, it wasn't just the other person. It always takes two people where you know you were allowing that to continue where you both have to prove yourselves to the other person by just you know when they say jump you say how high or I need you and you go running so it takes two people to carry that out and and when you make the change to uh, being there for yourself first and making sure you're okay and when your cup is full you share the overflow with others uh, you will recognize that in other people as well and you will recognize that when the people you care about need time to themselves you won't take it to heart and you won't feel like your closeness is is threatened you'll understand and you'll support it and you'll say you know i know you need to be by yourself right now but if you need anything i'm here all right that's that's the difference between a healthy supportive relationship versus one where you know you take it to heart and you think the person is rejecting you or neglecting you where really you know they're responsible for their self-care and how they feel and how they're doing and you are responsible for yours because on the alternative if you put somebody above yourself and you do everything for them and they do that for you um sooner or later they're gonna let you down Okay, and this is how a lot of marriages and a lot of intimate relationships cycle through this where, you know, things are good, things are good, you know, they're putting you first and you're putting them first, but then something happens and then the person doesn't put you first. And then you, then you, you know, you have your tantrum and you think they don't love you. And look, look what you did. You weren't there for me. You didn't put me first. And so that must mean that there's something wrong in our relationship. That must mean that you don't love me like I love you. And if you don't love me like I love you, then I can't be with you or this isn't working. All right. This is a whole nother topic that I feel very strongly about. But what I do want to mention here is that um, love comes from within us and then we share the overflow with another. And so that means we have to be okay with the other person loving themselves 
more than they love us, okay? And we have to be okay with loving ourselves more than we love someone else. But what happens is then two whole people, whole as in full people come together and they share that beautiful love with each other versus two incomplete people who share their wounds with each other and and help each other escape from their self um their hurt and their wounds so it's completely different and you can evolve from a wounded relationship dynamic into a healthier whole dynamic if both people are willing to grow and again this can go for romantic relationships this can go with sibling relationships this can go with friendships any type of dynamic okay it's okay for you to change it's okay for the other person to change all right you always want to support someone you love you want to support their inner growth and their inner journey all right just because they change and grow and evolve it doesn't mean they don't love you anymore and just because you change and grow and evolve it doesn't mean you don't love these people anymore all right there's always going to be a part of you that um loves them or or loves them even more but you you need to build that relationship with yourself and care for yourself just like you care for them all right and so that is not a threat to your relationships with people and so when they do that themselves it's not a threat to you we all have a relationship with ourselves and we need to stop neglecting it and there should be no guilt there because when we love ourselves more um there is more peace in our relationships there is more calm there is more genuine unconditional love in our relationships because we are already loving ourselves and we are already at peace with ourselves so self care essentially is allowing yourself to feel at peace with yourself and to nurture that love within and when you do that it will it will um just radiate into everything else around you including relationships All right, so just to recap this episode, I know I went all over, <laughs> but the main points I want you to take away from this is one, identify your preferred self-care activities. Start with one. Um if you're more experienced with this, you know, you may have several in a day that are that are that you can identify as important to you. But let's say, you know, I'm just going to refer to one right now. Identify what it is. Um identify how you feel when you do it. identify the best time of day that seems to work when for you to do this um looking at your track record uh the time of day it's worked um and it's been easy for you without interruptions and too many people pulling at you at that time and then um set an appointment with yourself to do that again um at certain times at at that time um and if that works then keep repeating that at that time if it's not working if people are pulling at you at the same time uh that you need yourself then um you know you need to set a boundary and um if you're finding that the boundary um is hard for you to set or that it's too um hard or there's too many interruptions then maybe you need to choose an alternative time where it's simple and easy for you Um um if you're a parent you might want to choose a time where your kids are either not home or asleep or they don't need you because they're doing something else where they're fully engaged and you don't need to monitor or help. Um if you're not a parent um 
you know, it could be a time when there's no one else around or you remove yourself from your home if you live with other people and you do this when you can be alone. Um, all right, when it comes to the boundaries, the things I want to recap are remembering that, you know, you set this appointment with yourself because you need this time, because you matter too, because of how you feel. You want to remember how you feel when you give this time to yourself and do this activity for yourself. And you need to remember that it's okay for you to say no to others so you can say yes to yourself. And that in the beginning, this will feel um, uncomfortable at times when someone you care about or someone you're close to uh, you know, expects you to drop what you're doing for them because you've always done that. And that it will be a transition for you as well as for them as you grow and evolve into this new version, uh, sorry, this new version of yourself where you put yourself first. And, and as a reminder, it's okay for you to put yourself first. There's nothing wrong with that. And if anything, we want the people in our lives to also put themselves first. Okay, so you're supporting yourself, putting yourself first, and we're supporting the people we care about to put themselves first. And that does not threaten the dynamic between two people in a healthy relationship. Um, it's not a threat to the closeness you share with someone. Um, it's just about using effective communication to convey that, hey, you know, I, I do care about you and I do, I do want to be there for you, but I need me too. And I need myself at this time. And when I give this to myself, I feel so good or I feel like X, Y, Z. And then when I show up for you, I am able to give more of myself to you. And when you use effective communication versus destructive communication, which is attacking the person or blaming them for wanting you, um, you know, they're going to see and hear your needs way more clearly. And you are going to feel way better about it so um, the other thing I wanted to mention in the wrap-up here is that um, if you're in unhealthy dynamics with people it will become very clear um, because they might have been used to you uh, not having boundaries and not putting yourself first so those people will make themselves very visible and um, they might you know try to cause a disruption uh, with you and so you know be prepared for that but that's okay you're not a bad person um, and you need to remember that so positive self-talk is going to help you through this and to remind yourself that you know what you're doing matters and it matters to you and you matter too and that other people in your life should support that and there might be others who you know quietly disappear because they know that you know, you do deserve your own time and that they were taking advantage. And, and that's okay. The people who are meant to be in your life, they're going to continue to be in your life and your relationships are only going to get stronger with the people who genuinely love you and want the best for you. Okay. All right. And I want that eventually that's the criteria that you expect and require for the people in your life that they treat you with respect and care and want the best for you, just like you want for them. All right, most people who have trouble setting boundaries for, and, and putting themselves first have the biggest hearts and you just love so much that you feel guilty um, saying no to others because of how you know you care about how they feel. But now this is about you also caring about how you feel. And once you start caring about how you feel, you'll start to see that you know the people in your life, they should care too. All right, so there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually very healthy. And um, as this gets more... Um, you know, common for you and more you're normal, then you are going to evolve into a much 
healthier, happier version of yourself and the boundary setting will be second nature and it will be normal and everybody will be used to it and support you through it. All right, I hope this episode helped. All of this will be um, explored even more deeply within my book, which I'm working on currently. Um, So stay tuned for that if you're interested. You can always sign up for my newsletter on my blog to stay uh, in the loop and to get a special discounted price on my book when it is finished and is released. Um, So far, it is going to be an ebook format, and I'm hoping down the road I can get it uh printed and sold as like a hardcover um but right now it will be in like a printable version for you to download um yeah so also if you have any questions about anything in this episode or anything else you can always send me an email or a dm on instagram um and yeah thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next time Mm -hmm.